all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Women, are you struggling to keep up with your to-do list? Do you feel like you're caught up in the superwoman syndrome that you hear about? If so, you can join us today as we discuss burnout and self-care. Men, we want you to join in, too. We want to talk about how you can be the best woman you can be without trying to be that superwoman. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today we're going to talk about that superwoman syndrome that some women get into, whether they mean to or not, um, feel the pressure. So my question is, are you struggling to keep up with that to-do list, expecting that you should get everything done Look perfect all the time. Be there for everybody. Do you find yourself just not able to make it and wonder why not? Well, you're not alone. Many women find themselves caught up in the predicament um, of that superwoman syndrome, the idea that that every role that a woman could have um, is your responsibility. You have to stay with it all the time. Um, and to do that um, is necessary to satisfy the people around you. Um, now, as we talk about this, I want to say that I'm probably going to be talking to myself. I think many women, especially those who work outside of the home and in the home also, um, struggle trying to fulfill roles and responsibilities and feel like they have to or they're letting someone down. So what does that do? Often it leads to burnout, problems with just not taking care of yourself. Um, You know, February is American Heart Month. um, And so we know that heart disease has been on the rise um, in women um, and often is missed in women. And uh, we also know that stress is on the rise um, in many women, but it always existed. I don't want anybody listening to think that, oh, it's just now in um, in the, you know, last decade or two that stress has been there for women. That's not true. It's been there all along. Um, We know that uh, also that there are probably certain types of women who feel more stress. 
Um, in fact, it's been shown through surveys and, and studies that married women seem to feel more stress than single women or women who uh, don't have a significant other or children in the home. So, um, you know, also it's um, through some different surveys and studies, um, it's been shown that women are more likely than men, about 28% versus 20%, to report to having a great deal of stress if they rated it on a a 10-point scale. Um, Women were more likely to rate their stress level as an 8 or a 9 or even a 10. Almost half of all women, 49% surveyed, said that their stress had increased over the last uh, five years, where um, 4 in 10 men, 39% of men, So my question to our listeners, both to you men and women, is why do you think that is so? Why do you think that more women feel stress than men? Or do you think that's real? Do you think men tend to internalize it more and, and, and not view maybe some of their life difficulties as, as true stress? I, I wonder. I'd like to hear from you about your thoughts. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Um I, I feel like this needs to really be a discussion um, from our listeners. I can give you a lot of facts about the health issues and other things. But but I, I do think, as I was uh, thinking about this show and Michelle and I were talking about it, you know, one of the questions that comes out is who puts that stress on us? Do we do it to ourselves? Is it that significant other or spouse who's putting that stress on us? Is it our children? Or is it media that has tended to make people think that they need to be somebody um, better, um, stronger, um, smarter, prettier. You know, I I think uh, we've talked about media a lot. There are a lot of positive things about media. You know, for example, I think MPB and Southern Remedy, this show, we try very hard to help people be the healthiest people they can be. But also, sometimes, as we engage in our media consumption, we, you know, we we look at all these beautiful people who seem to have it all together, and everything done all the all the time, and the perfect little kids, and the, 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 the perfect body, and the perfect makeup, and is that is that really what's going on, or is it all a facade? Well, you know, you said hey, a Michelle. mouthful. Hi, <laughs> hi, this is Michelle. And like you said earlier, when we were discussing the show and putting the show together, so many things you mentioned, so many. I don't even know where to start. I want, I would love to hear what our listeners have to say about stress and do we put it on ourselves? Is it the media? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Someone told me last week, and this made sense, and I wanted to post it. Speaking of Instagram, no one's gonna put what's stressing them out on Instagram. No one's going to post a picture of their troubles and trials and tribulations. Exactly. You're going to post a picture of your fun time on vacation at Disney World. You're going to post, if you get a brand new house, for instance, I personally wouldn't do it, but if someone feels that they want to share with the world their blessing and they post the good things. So what they forget to post, they forget to post or they omit posting the fact that now they went to Disney world and they have this big credit card bill that they're struggling with Mm -hmm. or the struggles that they're having making their house payment exactly in this beautiful new house they're in so i think sometimes Mm -hmm. you know i think we all know this but but then when 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 it comes down to it do we really allow ourselves to process all the way through the reality 
of what that kind of information does to us. Subconsciously, what you're saying is it puts pressure on us to try to, quote unquote, we actually have to show um, keeping up with the Joneses. And you went back and talked about how that um, cliche title actually came about. There was, right. was a real family called right. the Joneses. Right, was a real family. But people, when you're seeing these images, and we talked about that, how the news, not just Instagram, but the news itself, television, commercials, all that plays an impact on our, our subconscious and how we see ourselves, how we see our families. If you're 15 or 16 and you view your life, you want the big house with the picket fence and the 2.5 kids and the dog and the perfect husband and the perfect job. Does that exist? Or do these images create a facade of a life that people can, can really never have? You know? Yeah. I, don't, I, I think, you know, we've said this before. I, I think, by the way, listeners, you might want to go back and listen to that podcast um, uh, because I think it was it was really a, a, a good show uh, about keep, keeping up with the Joneses. And so you can, don't forget to, to download those podcasts. You can go to mpbonline.org and, and listen uh, to those. So I, I think that would be a good one to compare to what we're talking about uh, right now. Yeah, I... Um, I'll just let me give you a little bit more information before we go to our first break. Women are, I already said, women are more likely to report physical and emotional stress than than men. But specifically, um, women report more stress around money, around the economy in general, um, more more stress over their children, more stress over their home, um, their abode. Um, many uh, women uh, who are married are more likely than single women to report that they've experienced um, stress in the last month, feeling as though they could cry, uh, feeling irritable or angry about what they're trying to keep up with having headaches, and experiencing fatigue. So, uh, you know, now we've talked a lot about the happiness of marriage and how great it is for people to have somebody and how it does tend to extend your life. But, yeah, there are data out there now saying that that sometimes if you position yourself incorrectly in the way you're managing yourself within your family, it can be highly stressful, which is terrible for your health. Um, it increases cortisol. It increases that blood sugar up. Cortisol makes blood sugar go up. It increases your heart rate. It increases your blood pressure. If we're going to stay heart healthy, we don't need any of those things increased. It can increase cholesterol. So so as we're stepping through... Um, I I don't want this show just to be um, about women. I want men to jump in and have an opinion here about whether you think maybe men, are you putting a little extra stress that you didn't realize you were doing on your wife, on your spouse? Do you think women do it to themselves? I want to hear from you, too. So let's go on to our first break. I want you to give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Talking about the superwoman. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. I can scoop up a great big dipper full of lard from the dripping can. Throw the skillet, go out and do my shopping. Be back before it melts in the pan. Cause I'm a woman. W-O-M-A-N. I'll say it again. I can rub and scrub till this old house is shining like a dime. Feed the baby, grease the car, and powder my face at the same time. Get all dressed up, go out and swing till 4 a.m. and then. Lay down at five, jump up at six, and start all over again. Cause I'm a woman, W O M A N. I'll say it again. 
On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Joining me on the show each week are healthcare professionals who add their expertise to the discussion. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and you know I love this song because it says I'm only human. And I think that many times we try to put ourselves in a state where we don't allow ourselves to just be human beings and fallible and not perfect and can't always get everything done. So do you do that, um, listeners? Do you feel like that is something that you've gotten trapped into? Or have you been able to sort of draw the line, determine what you can do and what you can't do, and, and learn how to say no? If you did, if you did, I want to hear how you did it. What did you do to... Allow yourself to be that only human person. That the song before the break um, about the I'm a woman and you know I can go out and look beautiful and party all night and then lay down at five and get up at six. No, Bring you can't. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you cannot. Right? It's it's not something any of us should try to do or emulate. So. I'd really like to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Join in the conversation. Tell us what what you think. How you're you're making this work? You know, um, only. 30, again, I have several surveys that have been compiled, and I'm just going to give you a little bit more data. Only 33% of women report being able to get enough sleep, even though they know it's important. 75% know it's very important. Only a third report their efforts are good at managing their stress, even though they know it's important. Only a third eat healthy, um, even though they know it's important. So um, there are a lot of us out there uh, who are not doing what we know we need to do to say healthy. And not just healthy, but happy. Because if you don't eat well and if you don't feel good, and if you don't sleep well, then you are not going to be happy. So individuals who maybe are feeling a little bit down now, it may be because you're not taking good care of yourself. Um, one of those things, I know, you know, we have we actually had planned on talking about this at another show, and I, um, we haven't been able to yet, so I want to mention it now. You know, the, the taking care of yourself. In the winter, often many of us feel very um, increased stress. And do you know why many of us feel that increased stress, even though maybe there hasn't been any actual increase in what's going on or negative change in what's going on in our life? It's because of that good old vitamin D and that sunshine. Um, So this time of year, when in the South, particularly, but lots of areas of the the U.S. um, are experiencing a lot of very cloudy and foggy days. And so that seasonal affective disorder kicks in. So this time, um, not only are women stressed by that um, and men, 
by whatever's going on in their life. But now they also are dealing with feeling a little more sadness and a little more negative feeling than they typically would otherwise. And I'm happy to discuss that if anybody uh, would like to call in and talk a little bit about seasonal affective disorder and how that can affect your already stressful life. So, Well, Dr. Buttress, what do you say to the single woman? Maybe she has one child, two or three, maybe four. Um, what do you say to her when she says, I'm stressed, but I'm doing it on my own. I'm working two jobs. I'm trying to go back to school to better my uh, family situation. What do you say to her? What What are some tips that we can give that person so she won't experience burnout or um, anxiety or she won't develop heart disease from doing everything on her own because Mm -hmm. she has to. Yeah. Well, first of all, probably uh, the best advice is to sit down and regroup and, and figure out if there's any way that you could make it so you don't have to work two jobs. Uh, Because if you're working two jobs and you have a family at home, then you are likely not having enough time to do anything for yourself at all. And so um, to, to regroup about that, look at how you're spending your money. I would get some financial advice to make sure that that every single penny that you are spending is spent in a thoughtful manner so that you're not wasting money. I was out uh, to lunch with a young friend of mine um, the other day, and she noted that she didn't order drinks in restaurants at all. She always drank water. And the reason was the drinks could add two or three dollars to her bill. And so she was being frugal with her money, trying to save her money. Simple, simple things like that sometimes can make, believe it or not, a huge difference. Look at the cost of what you know, you're you're paying for certain things. Um, make sure that you're not going out to eat in general because that can be uh, very expensive. So there, there are things that you can do. Make sure that you're saying no to things that you don't have to do right now. One thing that I remember many years ago speaking to a friend of mine in, in our church about how I felt bad um, at that point in my life because I wasn't able to um, help out in the church like I wanted to. And he looked at me and he said, that time will come. Right now your responsibility is in, in your home, and you don't need to be worrying about that until you are completely stable in your home. That's hard to do um, sometimes when you feel like you want to give back to others. But to remember you've got a center on the most important parts of your life. All right, we've got our first caller. Let's go to Jennifer in Corinth. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for calling. Hi. Tell us what your thoughts are about this superwoman stress issue. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's like when before I retired, that was like my ultimate attitude. It was like you had to do everything mm-hmm. all the time. And when you are, especially when you're a mom and you're divorced or whatever, and you're trying to do everything for everybody. Yeah. In my case, it was have a full-time job or, you know, have three kids, be going through it and Go to school full time. Just add to all your stress like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did it work for you? Tell us how you were able to come out on the other end and still smile, like I hear you doing. I use. I, I had to learn how to. I got myself an organizer, mm-hmm. and I would write everything down. I mean, I knew how long the wash cycle took. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was like I, I figured out that there was. I had to do. I had to take care of the children, so it was a matter of, okay, going to school every other day. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I got their clothes ready on the weekend, and I would make sure that I always had, you know, layers of clothes to just determine how the weather would go. And I would put all of their, like, underwear, their barrettes, their hair, and everything else, and I would put shoes down there. And everything was on a hanger. 
so that if you wanted to wear this or that, that way they could choose what they wanted to wear, and I didn't have to fight about that. But it would it was easier because everything was on the hanger, so and the shoes were on the floor, and I would always try to pick us. We would I would work with them and say, okay, we're gonna put a certain color together. So if you had blue shoes or red shoes or whatever else, you could pick any one of those shoes, and they would match any one of those outfits on on the hanger. So it was real easy for me to help. Wow. Baths at night, you know, getting all those things done. But my homework that I had to do, I would make sure I did it when I was at work a lot of the time on my lunch break. I was uh, making sure that I would cook a meal. And if I could, say if I could fry chicken tonight, it was going to be barbecue chicken. And no. <laughs> so it was like, you know, different things like that that yeah. I had to learn. I had to get myself really organized. Yeah. And that helped me do a lot. But the other thing was I found out that there were so many things that I could do for my children that were free. And when and for me when I was broke, you know, like yeah. your children will not make a big deal about eating bologna sandwiches if you pack it up like it's a you're you're having a picnic, and you you're going to take them to the park and let them play while they're doing that, and they can eat and run around and do whatever they want to do and take a couple of their friends with them. They don't know you're broke. You know, Jennifer, you're bringing up something. I remember a couple of weeks ago we had a caller who called in and said, I never knew that my family was poor because her her family did exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah to to it, your organization is pretty amazing, though. But let me ask you this. Did you find it sounds like you were you were able to organize and make things work for you and and get all the way through? Did you feel like you were stressed during that time? Did you develop any health problems or were you able to find some support that allowed you to pull all the way through? I did both things. Mm-hmm. One, I came to, yeah, I already had health problems. I, I had sickle cell at the time. Oh, goodness. Um, which is an interesting thing. I had sickle cell. <laughs> and uh, I'm coming. And so uh, I had sickle cell. And so I was trying to to make sure that I stayed healthy. Right. And for me, I don't like a lot of medications or anything like that. So I would be very careful about that. So I made sure that I, I, I took care of myself as much as I could. Mm-hmm. But at the very same time, it was a matter of um, making sure that they were healthy. So I was very diligent about not giving them a lot of junk food, not doing those, those kind of things. Because I also had a job that I had to travel. Oh, my goodness. And I had to go to school. Now, what I did was <laughs> after my first year in school, and I really realized how hard that was, how, how that was going to be, I had other friends who were in my same situation. So I organized a group of my friends who had kids that were around the same age as mine, and then we started talking about them going to school. So what we would do is we scheduled our school so that when they were in school, I kept their kids. When they were in school, they kept mine. Uh, and then when we had there that, you go. that time when we had to uh, study for, like sometimes I might talk to her on the phone, she sounded like she was, you know, screaming at somebody too much or whatever, and I would go, I'm going to come get the kids. You know, yeah. you take a bath, go do what you need to do, go whatever else, and then we would do that. And then when we wanted to go somewhere, what we would do is we picked, we knew, we had everything scheduled to the point where if we wanted to go somewhere, then we said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to hire a babysitter together, and the babysitter would come to one of our houses, mm-hmm. and so we would do that once a month so that we could get away from the kids. Well, Jennifer, it sounds like you've done exactly what we know is the right thing mm-hmm. to do. And you, you, one, organized yourself, prioritized things. Mm-hmm. You knew you had to take care of your health. But the other thing I want to point out to our listeners before we have to go to our next break is that what Jennifer did was she developed a support structure, um, which is really, really important. And that's important for men and women to have somebody that you can you can share with, someone who you can lean on, someone who can partner with you, whether it's a spouse or a girlfriend or a guy friend who you have no romantic relationship with. It It's a support structure. I think often grandparents can do that um, or a sibling can do that. But that's what we all need to remember to go ahead and reach out for help um, or know that you shouldn't try to do it all alone. And when we get back after our next, our next break, I want to talk about 
how perhaps couples share so that the woman doesn't feel the burden on herself. I'd like to hear from some men. How how have you shared with your wife or your significant other um, the the different chores that are out there. I want to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We're talking about stress, the superwoman syndrome, and how to get out of that. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we're talking about stress, dealing with trying to be a superwoman. So I have a question um, to throw out to you. Why, why do you think that sometimes women won't let go, continue to take on all the responsibilities, even when they're exhausted, even when people offer to help? Why do you think... Um, that they continue to push themselves. I'd like to hear from you about that. And the other thing, um, women, um, do you have a spouse, a significant other, who has helped offload you? If so, what did they do? What kind of sharing was there to keep you from having to feel like you were taking on the brunt of of home life and also balancing uh, work life. Give us a call. Want to hear from you at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Yeah, Doctor Butchers. Earlier in the show, you talked about. Um, now, well, the difference of um, how many women now saying that that they're feeling stressed, and not to say that they didn't feel stressed earlier on in the um, you know say in the old days, put it that way. But women are now coming out more saying that they feel more stressed. Do you think uh, the divorce rate has anything to do with um, those statistics? Because I know that the d- divorce rate maybe it was lower. Back in the quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, olden days. Yeah. Um, in the quote unquote olden days, more women were home at home. They were um, taking care of the Not kids, working right? The one women, or two jobs, right? Yeah. And the husband, the man, <clears throat> was out taking care of the family. So the dynamic of the family changed, and so women had to step up, either being divorced or, like you said, had to get a job, and you have to have a two-income household. Do you think that played a part in the Some, stress level? I do, but let's let's talk about it because I think it probably has many layers of there are many layers of reasons. Um, stress has increased even just in the last 20 years. And women have been in the workforce for a long time. The other thing, um, the divorce rate actually is not higher than it was 20 or 30 years ago. Wow. But the stress level is going up. I, I, I think there are 
some things out there. I'm going to throw a couple of things out. Um, I think people sometimes believe they need uh, more money now. They want bigger homes. They want fancier cars. They want nicer clothes, designer clothes, all the stressors of that kind of thing, I think, often um, is out there. So that that kind of uh, stress has increased. I, I don't know that it all has to do with women working inside and outside the home, though some. I mean, think about it. If you have to leave um, for work and be at the office and have the kids off to school and everybody dressed and ready to go and out of the house and then you go to a job, you work the job, you come home, then you have to make sure that they go places that they're supposed to go to lessons. And we've talked about this, um, often that overextension, too many lessons, uh, taking ballet and gymnastics and playing softball and and doing every single function that's possible. I think parents feel pressured so many times, and I think the pressure often is more on the mother than the father to make sure their child doesn't miss out on anything. I, I heard someone say um, not so long ago that, oh, my goodness, if we don't get our child into soccer by the time they're five, um, they'll be so behind. So we have to make sure they're in all those things so that, uh, you know, when they're in junior high, they're at the same performing level that other kids are. So I think there, there's so many other pressures um, out there that people are feeling. I'd like to hear from our listeners about what you think about why that's increased. We know, you know, significant um, heart issues are are more frequent than they used to be in women. Why is that? Is it because of that added and continual stress that's out there? So give us a call. Um, we've got all open lines, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 8 8- Seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Well, let me talk to you a little bit about some uh, why. Why do I think this is such an important topic? I'll tell you some of the things that um, stress can cause in women, particularly. Um, I'm going to name some only in women, but a few of these uh, can be caused in men too, who are under added stress. Reduce, reduce sex drive. Um, it is hard when you are very stressed and losing sleep and um, running from one thing to another to feel interested in romance at all, right? So there's there's one that, that I, is very important for the stability of a relationship. So if you're in a relationship, you need to remember that de-stressing yourself will increase the success of what's going on in your relationship. The other thing is irregular periods. Increased stress can decrease the ability to get pregnant. So women of childbearing age, we know, are having more and more problems um, getting pregnant in a timely fashion as they want without intervention. A lot of that seems to be secondary to the amount of increased stress that um, women are often under. I'm going to go back to the phones and we'll come back and talk more about all those negative things that stress can do. But first, let's go to Edwin in Picayune. Hi, Edwin. Thanks for calling. Oh, you're welcome. Um, What I was going to say is I'm married and um, I found out my wife and I, when we lived together... Um, Edwin, will you lower like, your your radio for me, please? I'm getting the feedback. We have a little delay. Okay. Is that better? Yes, perfect. Okay. Um, what I do and my wife do, um, I guess, help with our stress, because um, when we live together, we'd be saying, well, she's um, hot nature and I'm cold nature, so there'd be a little conflict there. And... Um, you know, just have expectations from each other. Um, so we, we, like, live in separate houses, so that kind of helped with um, de-stressing. 
for myself and her. Wow. Well, that's pretty extreme, and that's pretty expensive, isn't it? I can't imagine um, paying for two separate households um, when you when you're married, because that's one of the many advantages of of living with someone is that you you diminish your cost. Yeah, but it's not as expensive as you think. I thought the same thing. Like if we um. It's two small houses, you know, like one of them is like 700 square feet, another is like 800 square feet, and um, with the um, and it, both houses are paid off, so oh, okay, it's not as, it's not as bad as um, at least it thinks for me, you know. Yeah. Well, that's one way to to work out space issues and temperature issues and and all. Yeah. <laughs> that's really I know it's unconditionable, but um. I don't have that much stress of it, that's for sure. Well, you know, so what you've done, Edwin, is um, sort of move toward uh, a modified uh, married arrangement. That's really interesting. Um, You know, they say, like I said, um, people are, women particularly, feel more stressed um, when they're married, but I'm not sure... Um, if I would ever recommend moving into separate households. I don't know. I'd love to hear what our other listeners think about that. But, Edwin, thanks for sharing with us so much. Are you welcome. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. So, listeners, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about other other ways that stress can hurt your health. And I'd love to hear from you about how you've de-stressed your life and tried to make it better or how someone else helped you. You can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about stress and the superwoman syndrome, and what do you do about it? How do you de-stress yourself? What can you do? We were also, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the things that, that health issues that can come about when you are experiencing a lot of stress. And I want to give you a couple more just real quick because I think women often struggle with this. Acne breakouts, facial breakouts, hair loss, poor digestion, um, chronic headaches, and weight gain all can be secondary to chronic stress. And then another one, uh, obvious, but sometimes we don't realize what's causing it, is depression. If you are chronically stressed, you can begin to suppress those good hormones, that serotonin, and and um, therefore um, start feeling sadness and maybe not completely understand why. All right. Well, let's go back to the phones. We have, let's go to Jerry and Brandon. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for calling. Hey, I'm uh, glad you invited the guys to make a comment on the, the guy's role because I was thinking as I was listening to the earlier part of the program, well, this is exactly part of the problem. <laughs> Too often, we guys are, are not men. We're taking the role of an additional child, you know. 
the wife, you've got the problem <laughs> of cooking, of, of taking care of the house, of taking care of the children. And so here's the guy act functioning like I'm a child. He needs to be a man, and he needs to be taking a role in these things. And the guys that are already doing this are not offended by what I'm saying. And if you're offended by what I'm saying or you're in question, then you're one of the children. <laughs> a participant as an adult. Oh, Jerry, thank you for saying that. Well said. Because that is that is the solution for, you know, the women out there who who are married or do who do have a partner. Um, and I said the word partner, it's really not a partnership if there's not sharing, right? And it sounds like it sounds like you you have done that. Well, I've tried. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I continue not to be perfect, but I, I. I do observe as you go on in life. You observe things. That's just something I have observed. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. That's exactly what I was hoping some man would call in and say because that's that's how you have a real partnership and that's how you de-stress that person that you love and to make sure that sex life is good, uh, procreation is good if you want those children and all that other great stuff continues. So thanks again, Jerry. Thanks for calling. All right. Let's go to Irene, who is in Gulfport. Hi, Irene. Hello. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment about the gentleman that called in that said that uh, he and his wife lived in two separate homes. Yeah. Uh, uh, We also do that. Uh, My husband and myself, we call it, I think there's actually a name for it now. It's called Living Together Separately. I've heard and, that. Yes. Well, we do we do that. We've done it successfully for um, a few years now, and it really works for us. Wow. So, Irene, are you in two different cities? Are you both? Yes, in... we are actually in two different cities. So, how do you work that out? Do you just go visit each other on weekends, or do you go back and forth? How do you? Uh, yes, mostly weekends. Uh, you know, family events, anything you know special or. You know, anything to do with the the children, grandchildren, you know, anything like that. You yeah, know, we're always, you know, together. Well, that's really interesting. So now we have, we know there are two people who are, and I bet there's several more. I bet you're not the only ones. And, you know, I do know that there are several people out there who have husbands who travel um, during the week. So, all right. It's not a lot different, you know, I don't think. You know, I I have one son and daughter-in-law, and, I mean, they're precious. They've been married for almost 31 years, and he he has gone, uh, you know, sometimes two months, three months. Yeah, you know, at a time. it can work. And, well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate it. All right. I want to stay on the phones. Let's go to Summer. Hi, Summer in Mobile. Thanks for calling. Hi. Uh, I was wanting to mention, I guess, a couple of the ways that me and my husband try to keep stress out of our relationship. Um, so with me going to school full time, yeah, uh, that's sometimes tough. he will cook supper at night if I've already that's great for like a really yeah. long time. Yeah, and we have a daughter, so he'll like he'll help her with her homework instead while I fall asleep on the couch. Or <laughs> um, I if sometimes he has to work twelve, and so I always make sure that I cook food that I know he really likes and try to. Clean up things that he would do things he would usually do around the house. Yeah. So you've got a shared relationship and a partnership. And that that's what keeps, I think, everyone happy. And so many times the 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 women don't allow their husband to share the work. And so I want to make sure that women know it's okay. It's okay to let go and let them do it. Right, Summer? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for calling. Okay, I want to quick get to our last caller. We have Debbie in Wesson. Hi, Debbie. Thanks Hi, for Debbie calling. Susan. Thank you. Yeah. I would like to say kudos to Jerry because he is being an honorable man and offering the respect to the friend he has in his wife by being a friend to her. Wow. You said that very well. You are absolutely right that 
it's it's not just being a spouse, but also being a good friend and a and a caring one, right? And, and I like the way you use the word respect. I think um, if you really respect someone and put them on an equal plane, then you're not going to um, come in in the evening and and be that as as Jerry said, the other child. But you're going to be someone who helps participate in what's going on. And and then and being aware and staying in the moment, appreciating what you have. Exactly. Well, Debbie, thanks so much. That was a great um, way to end the call. the The show that we were we've been talking about is instead of women uh, listeners, instead of trying to be a super women woman, and men, instead of expecting that you know if your wife can't do it all, then maybe she's not as great as you thought she was. Why don't you step in, be that partner, be that friend, respect that person that you apparently are with because you love them very much, and and life would be well, life will be much better. Like I said, it it won't just be that perhaps she's a little bit happier, but it will improve life altogether because then you have a true partnership, the true sharing, and that real friend who will I promise it'll it'll come back to you whatever you do. So. Debbie, all our callers, thanks so much for joining in, and thanks to all our listeners. Today's show was engineered and produced by um, Michelle McAdoo. I think our uh, radio um, lead manager, Jason Klein, answered a few phone calls. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and that you will stay tuned for... Is it NPR's Here and Now coming up next Um, on MPB Think Radio? See you next week.